0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome to another episode of Awesome People. I'm Iman, and I'm grateful to have you once again uh, on this wonderful evening during the coronavirus period. What a crazy time it is to be alive, but if you are alive, that's a lot to be uh, grateful for. And um, I hope that wherever you're watching, you are staying safe, staying at home. Please, 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 uh, we're in it together. The more that you guys um, follow these guidelines, the more we get out of this and we get back to a regular life. But in the meantime, um, I'm so grateful that at least I'm able to spend my evenings with some of the most awesome people that I know. And when I was thinking about you know who who I need to put on my list of individuals that I want to reach out to, there was no doubt that this next gentleman was on the top of my list. My memories with him goes back to when I was 17 years old, when I used to DJ, and it was with my cousin Jimon. And the first ever concert that our names were on the flyer, and we were excited to open up and do anything for. This upcoming artist, um, it was uh, a dream come true at the time. And we've built a wonderful friendship throughout the years. And he's an individual that to the Iranian community truly does not need an introduction. But if you've never heard of this man, just know that he is considered the Elvis Presley of Persian pop music. Many call him the per- Persian king of pop, prince of pop. Uh, but I call him a dear friend who has an incredible heart. And uh, I, I'm very grateful to have him as my guest here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, Andy John, how are you, my friend?
1: Thank you for those kind words. I'm doing great, it's great to see your face.
0: Likewise, my friend. I know, I wish that on one hand that we didn't have to meet under these circumstances, given what's going on in the world, but uh, I think that the world needed a little slowdown. So how are you and your lovely wife, Shani, and Luna, and probably many other furry-legged friends that you have doing during this precarious time?
1: Shane is doing great. And uh, we have three dogs, Luna next to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure
1: she'll join me in a minute. Yeah. Uh, we have Buddy, the only boy. And uh, obviously, to me, the bulldog, the American bulldog, Benye is like scary from distance, but the most <laughs> lovable up close. So all right. five of us live here we are staying home and we're, we are behaving.
0: In Encino, California area, right? LA, Encino, LA, California, right?
1: California.
0: Yes. Very good. Well, I'm glad you're behaving. And um, it's so funny that you're talking about the American Bulldog and how it looks very intimidating from far away. Yes. But one, but one thing that I think that you are known for the most, if 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 not after raspy voice, it's your kindness. It's been your smile. Right. It's, it's being considered as the nicest artist. At least that's what I've experienced. That's, that's what the people that I've always heard that known you refer you as, you know. So thank you. Um, where, where does that kindness come from that you exude? Uh,
1: thank you first, uh, my parents. I think uh, our character, our DNA comes from family and parents. My mom and dad were the nicest people in the world. And that's what we learned even if it's not in the genes, it's your upbringing. I mean, even uh, later in life, well, when my parents were older and the phone would ring, my mom and dad would respond like, this is the nicest thing that's happening in the world. (laughs) They they were even nice to strangers on the phone. So I can't take credit for uh, being kind. I'm not saying I'm kind. I think... Um, I see the world as a nice place and I'm, I trust everything and everybody until it's proven otherwise. Giving, anybody, giving everybody the benefit
0: from. of the doubt. Giving everybody yes. the benefit of the doubt. And so, so clearly you're a product of a household that was filled with love and it was music. And uh, for those who don't know, like uh, Armenia is you're originally Armenian, but you're Armenian. So kind of like what city were you, were you raised in?
1: I was born in Tehran and raised in Tehran. I am Armenian, uh, Christian, I suppose, Uh, but born in Iran, and my ancestors, I suppose, they've been in Iran for 400 years, so I'm definitely an Iranian-Armenian, and uh, Tehran uh, is where I was born, where I went to school, but I've had the honor and pleasure of being in different cities in Iran, and especially in different uh, uh, countrysides, villages, places where there was no uh, roads and cars because my dad's job was building roads. So I stayed in small villages in Iran and that's my best memories of Iran and uh, one of my best biggest wishes to one day be able to go back to those little places oh and God. see how it's progressed. It's been how, just, many years, how many years since you actually, or how old were you when you left Iran
0: and never came back? Oh, you can ask how many years ago. Okay, well, we'll go through how many years ago was that?
1: 100 years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you were in those villages, were you surrounded with a lot of animals and dogs? Is that where your love and affinity for dogs kind of aroused or did I come at a later point in your life?
1: Horses, cows, chicken. It, this was your typical villages with no electricity no running water nothing um, and that's why my dad's job was extremely important to the growth of the country because they were building roads bringing electricity and power and all that so but we were at the beginning of that this is this is uh, when we were kids and and I, I'll tell you, it's some of my best memories of Iran. Um,
0: and so when you when you came over here, you continue to always have dogs. And then your eventual wife, who you've been working with for many, many years professionally as well. And then you got married. Uh, your affinity and love for animals and dogs were the same as well, which I'm sure is one of the many reasons why you have such a close-knit relationship with her and such an incredibly supportive husband that you are. Um, and then together you guys decided to start an organization called Voices Out, which we've worked together on in the past. But for those right. who don't know everything about Voices Out, would you mind sharing a little bit?
1: Well, it is true that Shaney and I um, share many, many things in common. And one of those things obviously being music, which is the reason why we got together in the first place. But the second one is love of animals, and especially dogs. We love all animals, but especially dogs. We live with three of them. We had four. Our German Shepherd passed away last year. After 14 years, we have three beautiful dogs and they bring uh, happiness to this house and meaning to to this house. And we appreciate their love. A lot of people think uh, that we are doing them a favor uh, keeping them here, but it's the other way around. They're doing us favors uh, to stay with us. And we're lucky in that sense. Uh, Voices Out is uh, Shaney's uh, creation. I am the support unit. Uh, I'm the guy who helps, but she does the real work. She, well, we do have a committee, uh, board members and uh Although we are very small, but we we do a lot of great work. Uh, and we save dogs here, there, everywhere. And uh, what I mean by that is in Iran, we save dogs. In Armenia, we save dogs. We save dogs here. We help people who work on China front, South Korea front. It doesn't matter if you call us and we can help we will be there to help.
0: And it's actually not even only dogs, it's also animals and as well as children. So is that, was the children component uh, from the very get-go? Do you, did you realize that, man, I would like, I just want to help out, we want to help out everybody? Like, how did it expand?
1: Well, that's our wish. Between me and Shaney, oh, that's one of our wish lists. And I actually think the first thing Voices Out did uh, is uh, Shaney went to Mexico and helped an orphanage. She bought them a bunch yes. of books and uh, backpacks and stuff, uh, blankets, took took them there. But like I said, we are not that big, so financially we're not able to do whatever we like to do, but we're able to do, at least in LA, we're able to save a lot of dogs, with, with kind of dogs where uh, maybe, the leg is broken, maybe has some kind of a problem. They want to put them to sleep and we save them. We give them a a new life and new homes for them. We rescue them from shelter. If they're on that list, like they say, red list, we save them and then we train them and then we find them homes. And then we get so many beautiful letters from the new owners, new parents who thank us forever. So uh, we get a lot of uh, positive vibes coming our way just because we're able to help a few dogs. And that's, that's the hope that anybody can have
0: out of life, correct? I mean, that you get to the point that you can help other people and by helping others, you are being reciprocated with an outpouring of love that makes you want to continue to do as much good to the world. You know, it's a reciprocal process, you know? And what's well, a good
1: thing It's like uh we are blessed with so many things, the most important, obviously our health, our home, our music, and the talent we have. These are all blessings and gifts from the God we all mm. know, and uh, we think it's because we are constantly doing something for others, and the more we do the more luckier we feel. And we think life is great because of what we do for others.
0: I love that. And, you know, people who, I mean, obviously there's a lot of dog lovers and um, you guys are obviously doing a lot of work that keeps Shaney, especially, very busy. And I'm sure that it's always helpful to get the support of other dog lovers, animal lovers, lovers of children who need a safe haven. So I know there's a um, option with Amazon that when you go on amazon.com, there's a, a little option on the top left where it's got it's like operation smile or amazon smile where you can actually select an organization so that every purchase that anybody makes through their own amazon account amazon actually uh donates a portion to the organization so if they go to www.smile.amazon.com they can help you is there other ways that they can support you or find you guys online so that they can um, continue being a part of this goodwill
1: we think that's the best way because uh, when you shop on, on amazon smile dot amazon dot com automatically amazon uh, sends a portion of what you shopped to uh, voices out yeah. and uh, we all especially these days with the virus going on, we all shop on amazon so yeah. that will mount to a lot of money who can help more dogs yeah and
0: just just to clarify because i i had um One of my friends, Michael Sage Foundation is is one that was originally saved on my Amazon. And I just want to clarify for anyone watching is that you don't even have to donate anything. Literally the same thing you are doing every single day when you're shopping, Amazon will do that job for you. I mean, there is no greater thing that Amazon, in my opinion, does than offer this service where all you have to do is go. I mean, And if you don't want to do it for Voices Out, do it for one charity, because if not, you're spending thousands of dollars buying left and right. So hopefully they'll choose. Uh, Voices Out as part of the organization, but if nothing else, any nonprofit organization doing great deeds. Um, yes. So and
1: also, obviously, you can go to Voices Out on Instagram, yes, uh, on YouTube, on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook if you want to hear uh, good news about dogs and their owners. Come yeah, to Voices
0: yeah. Out. I love it for sure. Um, dogs are the animals in general. Are 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 things on this earth that don't get enough of the love and support that they need. So I'm exactly. I'm grateful that you and your team is doing it and, and kudos to them for all the efforts. Um, so now now we're gonna transition to uh, the beginning of 2020. And by beginning, I mean, before all of this, you know, your year started in a historic manner. You became the, the first Iranian Armenian also to um, get the distinguished wall of fame, uh, excuse me, star of fame, um, on, on in Hollywood Boulevard, which is yes. uh, one of the greatest honors for any entertainer or anybody in uh, arts, music and whatever. So let's start off with how the year started and, and how, you know that, that accomplishment, how, how, how important was it for you? How meaningful was it for you?
1: Well, Hollywood Walk of Fame, the star on the boulevard is like, uh, to me in my life, at that point in my career, it was like, okay, you worked all these years. Uh, now you can rest a little bit. You can breathe. You have accomplished something that, in the eyes of the world, is like um, a letter of confirmation that yes, you have arrived, <laughs> my son. Here's the seat. Take a seat and rest for a few minutes, because. I'm a workaholic and yeah. I love my work. I wake up in the morning. First of all, I can't wait to wake up because I want to wake up and do something new, learn something new, accomplish something new. And so that workaholicness uh, drives me to work uh, overtime. And uh, I come up with albums, produce new songs, tour, and all of that. It's like the Hollywood Walk of Fame was telling me, okay, you can take a breather. So I really appreciate it. Uh, It's a great accomplishment for me, for all Iranians, for Armenians. I consider myself Iranian, Armenian, American because I've lived most of my life here in Los Angeles. And uh, I, I thank the Hollywood Walk of Fame uh, committee, Hollywood Chamber of Commerce, for uh, giving me this uh, honor and opportunity. So tell me,
0: uh, obviously you've been a, a Los Angelian for, for many, many years. I have a feeling that especially considering you performed at the most prestigious venues right down the street, and you probably walked up those streets for all these decades that you've been there. Uh, do you recall a time where you're like, man, I I wish that I get to the point where one day I can have my star or something like did, was this ever something that you dreamed of and it's like truly a dream coming
1: true? No, Didn't
0: even it, think about it,
1: it is strange because now I get, I hear that question. It's like all these years I'm working for it. And I always see these stars and they all make me happy. And I always look at these uh, celebrities and accomplished people as This is so fantastic. I'm happy for them. I never put myself in that place. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not like I didn't think of myself less. It's like they are in much higher place. So I always, I have this tendency of thinking that famous, accomplished people are important people. It's just that I never put myself in that place. It's a strange feeling. Don't ask me why. But it didn't stop me from striving for greatness and working hard to accomplish things and just the fact that now i'm among those people it's it's a fantastic feeling it's a great feeling it's a great accomplishment but i'm just warming up it's like up. this is just telling me hey you can plan and do bigger and better things so this year is going to be a great year. We're home. I'm recording new stuff. I'm working with my uh, lyricist Paksima, who has written many, many hits for sweetheart, me. Sweetheart of a lady. Yeah, she's in my book, Best Iranian Lyricist. And uh, we are we are recording a bunch of stuff. Actually, every day we're recording new songs. Uh, and some of the songs are going to be in English where Shaini comes in and she writes my music and my lyrics, and um, which brings me uh, to the new release a couple of months ago, my, my song called American, um, no, it's in a movie okay. called American uh, Fighter. It's the good fight. And I'm extremely happy about that song. The video came out great. And uh, it's on YouTube, you can watch it.
0: Um so when we were talking about um the um sorry for a second I, I got a little notification. Um so with regards to the the music that you're making right now, you had to make a complete pivot essentially when this coronavirus came because you had about 50 shows lined up from weddings to concert. The the LA concert at the at the at the Starlight Bowl was about to come happen. Uh when this initially hit, I mean you as a businessman essentially had to completely change and shift everything that you were doing. How, how, how did you handle um, that pivot? Was it something that you were concerned about at any point or are you concerned about it at this point? Like, how did you handle that as an artist and person?
1: It happened exactly beginning of March, which is uh, Iranian New Year's. <clears throat> March is, March 20th is Iranian New Year. And uh, every year for the last 40 years, We've been touring uh, half of the world, mostly Europe, Middle East, and those areas. And we had many, many shows lined up for March, April, May, June, July, August. Uh, And we thought this was going to be the best year financially and, of course, success-wise. But everything came to a fast stop. There was no warning. There was no planning, but we had to immediately uh, stop and uh, we're home. We're home and uh, a lot of people are unhappy. I'm unhappy when I think of, of the uh, tours. I could perform in front of people, make people happy. It's New Year and all that. Uh, so, But I'm also happy I'm home. This is the first March ever we're home. LA is beautiful, although it's raining, but I'm extremely happy to be home. Nothing to complain. A lot of people complain about, oh, I'm staying home, I'm bored. No, this is where we uh, love to stay with our dogs, with our own home cooking, home cleaning. And of course, we have our studio in our house. We're lucky. We can write here and produce here. I'm online constantly with different producers, writers, uh, here and Iran, of course. And we're coming up with magical songs. This is going to be a great year. So I have no complaints about staying home.
0: Well, definitely, like when you think about it, uh, technology is one of the reasons why I think the world is still continuing to operate in such a way. And what a blessing that is you know, because you take that away and then I think it's a whole different story. Do you know what I mean? So um, it's, it's so good that I, at least you can continue to create music and if anything, I feel like when we all come out of this, there's some great artistic creativity that's gonna come out of people like yourselves and all artists around the world. So it's something exciting to look forward to and I'm very optimistic about it. I, I would love to get your honest opinion, which of course is no right answer, but how do you see it coming out? Like when do you th- when do you think things can go back to normal? When do you see yourself again on stage in front of thousands of fans? Have you thought about like when that would be?
1: Well, we are attached to the TV news because uh, it's actually more important that people go back to their normal lives mm-hmm. because not everybody is as blessed as we are. And a lot of people have to go out and work for their daily bread. And those people have the hardest time. Uh, I feel for them. And I want everything to go back to normal as soon as possible. So families, parents can provide food for their uh, children. But we can't rush this this is the strangest the worst kind of enemy of humanity and we have to listen to the authorities the scientists who understands this the best and we need to trust that there are scientists and they're working hard to make sure uh, We have a healthy life, and we can go back to normal as soon as possible. Now, what I wish is hopefully in a month, maybe in a couple of months, we can go back to some kind of normal. But uh, because I know a lot of my fans are watching, I want to tell them, uh, be happy you're home, be creative, read, write listen, listen to music, watch TV, enjoy life, uh, but stay home because the only way we can win this war is for us, normal people, to stay home so our scientists can uh, conquer this virus.
0: And uh, so, yeah, I agree. I hope that things go back to normal soon so we get you on stage very quickly. Um, but one of the last concerts that you actually did, um, it created a lot of different noise. And that was, uh, the one on March 4th that you had at, um, in, in Saudi Arabia. And it was for a festival like Music Without Borders. It was you, it was Ebi, it was Sassi, it was Arash, Little Food, I of shot I know you got some mixed, uh, reaction for that two night affair. Um, and I, I would just love to kind of hear, uh, what things that you heard and what what response did you have to all the, all the feedback that you got from those two nights?
1: Well, strangely enough, a lot of our fans, seven artists, went to this festival. Thousands of our fans were extremely happy because NBC Persia, the international fam- internationally famous TV station, had a live broadcast of both nights, uh, and in Iran, millions of people watched that show live. So a lot of our fans were happy to to be home to stay home and watch the show. But a lot of Iranians also were unhappy because of the location of the concert, which was in Saudi Arabia, in a in a desert city called Al Ula. Obviously. Historically, a lot of Iranians have problems with Saudi Arabia, and even these days, uh, the Iran government has problems with uh, the government of Saudi Arabia. But for those who were unhappy that we went to this festival, I have to add that musicians and music is beyond politics. Um, we are ambassadors of peace and love and art and culture. And uh, we should be allowed to go everywhere because when we go to different countries and sing Iranian music, Armenian music, American music, we are bringing happiness and peace to those people. And in this case, because NBC Persia had contracted us to perform, we knew this show was set up for Iranians inside Iran, where our music is banned and we're not allowed to have concerts. So whatever country invites us to perform a show and we know it's gonna be broadcast for our Iranian fans inside Iran, that makes us happy. Now, that's obviously a great reason for us to go to Saudi Arabia and perform But we also have to keep in mind, it's a festival. Every weekend uh, an internationally famous uh, artist performed in this festival. Like before us Lionel Richie performed, Yanni performed, Andre Bocelli performed, Enrique Iglesias performed, Gypsy King performed. It's a rotation of international superstars. Yes, and it was a great honor that Iranian artists were also included. One might say it's the Saudi Arabia government who is trying to uh, say something to the Iran government, but that's a very negative way of looking at it. You have to look at it. There are all these world artists performing in a festival, and it's great to have Iranian artists there. That's how I see it.
0: Well, it's so interesting because when you think about it, if Iranian artists refuse to go perform, then it's we are racist or we are against them, you know? And then if you do go, then you have some people. I mean, it's one of those things that if you, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And this this entire festival, by name, it's called Music Without Borders. That's and right. so the, the irony in this is just, um, it's just, you know, sad. That, you know, even when artists are representing their country in another country that, you know, is, is, is trying to put together something that unifies us, uh, it also comes and
1: backfires, you know. Um, well, and We have to also remember that uh, these concerts, these festivals in Saudi Arabia is also a way of the progressive people of Saudi Arabia trying to change the culture towards a more, universal lifestyle outside uh, Saudi Arabia. So we have to also consider the fact that there are people in Saudi Arabia who are trying to live life and music and fun and culture the way the rest of the world is.
0: Um, So obviously, um, one of the things that I really loved going back to bringing people together, whether it's Arab or it's Persians or whatever, in your, in your actual, um, Hollywood star of fame speech, you know, I, I loved and appreciated how you represented Iranians, you represented Armenians, you represented um, Americans. I know you're a very proud Iranian. I know you're a very proud Armenian, but I love how you're also very, very proud American, you know, and there aren't that many Iranian artists, um, that are, are really trying to break through to, um, and just be as equally respected and acknowledged for their artistic work in the American international stage, Um, you know, and so tell me where that love and affinity for being American and almost very patriotic came in and why it's so important for you to represent all parts of who you are.
1: I've lived in Los Angeles uh, for over 41 years and I love everything about Los Angeles. I love everything about New York, uh, American lifestyle, the freedom. I wake up in the morning as a free man. I can do whatever I want. As long as I'm not harming anybody, I'm free to do anything I want. And that that makes a great country. And obviously I'm in Hollywood. This is the best place on earth. It's a beautiful place for creative people. And uh, America has given us the, the immigrants opportunity to have a great life, and I appreciate it. I came here with nothing. I mean, well, you can say almost nothing, zero, almost zero, <laughs> and uh, I went to college. I had the opportunity to go to Cal State LA. I had, uh, I had the opportunity to form my own band, and. Uh, make my own music, and create some kind of a success that even now, with all the troubles in the world, I can have a decent life. And so I'm grateful for everything America has given.
0: So given the fact that you were you were blessed with this opportunity to um, grow your art and your passion and love for music, how what are your thoughts about those in places like Iran that also equally love music, and they have the same dreams that you did when you first came to LA, um, but they are restricted in every shape or form to be able to um, do what you're doing. When, when, you, when you think about those people, your, your, you know, those kind of individuals who are in your shoes, what are your thoughts about that?
1: Well, obviously, just the fact that I live in America, that means uh, I don't agree with the politics of uh, inside Iran as far as music and banning our type of music goes. Uh, uh, strangely enough, everybody in Iran is able to get our latest releases. And I'm happy. I'm happy they have access to the internet and YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram and everything, and, and uh, although we are not there, but our work, our music is there, we're able to connect to people inside Iran. And what can I say? The politics of Iran is anti-Western type of music, and my music is definitely <laughs> born and raised in Los Angeles <laughs> with all the beautiful ladies in the videos, and we are definitely not abiding by their rules. So I understand why they don't like me, but uh, I'm hoping the new generation of Iranians, especially in government, can at least slowly uh, bring more freedom of uh, expression for artists inside and outside Iran.
0: So I know that you've performed in Armenia many times and it's like one of your biggest concerts all the time and just pretty much everywhere around Iran. How, how important is it for you to have the opportunity to perform in iran one day
1: it's the final destination it's uh, when that happens it's like uh, all the stars will be lined aligned correctly and for all Iranian artists that's the ultimate goal of being able to perform in iran and uh, w- the reason we are all happy to go to Armenia is when we perform in Armenia, the feeling is like we're home, we're in Iran, because the culture of Armenia and Iran is almost the same. The language is different, the religion is different, but people, uh, the bloodline is almost the same. So for me, it's a great uh, um, feeling when I go to Armenia I've traveled to all small places in Armenia, drank their beautiful coffee and ate their great bread. And I'm looking forward to going back because, uh, not just because my heritage is Armenian, but because it's a beautiful place. It's a peaceful place. They appreciate music, they appreciate art. Every corner has five great musicians. They have great artists. And when I go there, it's like, I'm in a uh, gallery of uh, artists and musicians. So it, I'm looking forward to go back. I was supposed to be there in March, hopefully as soon as possible.
0: I actually had the pleasure of being in Yerevan two years ago when I hosted the Modern Talking concert mm-hmm. yes. with our good friend Vahe. What a, and in, I mean, I've never, I've been to Iran one time, but in general, I've never lived in Iran. But I, can definitely, I could definitely sense Iran when I was in Yerevan and just yes. being in those areas. It was the closest thing that I had ever experienced. Um, and so, you know, your, your dream, your final destination, like you mentioned, would be to go perform in Iran. And first of all, you should do it in your village. That would be the most <laughs> thing. You know, you just yes, go man. right to that same place and how beautiful that would be. And if mm. anyone could do that, it would be you. But so, so that's a final destination. Like you said, all Iranians, are singers, they have that. Uh, and so you basically already reached the pinnacle from an American standpoint by getting that star on Hall of Fame. So really, this is the only last component for you to
1: <laughs> Well, to, to uh, um, yes and no, as I <clears throat> mentioned earlier. I think uh, with the Hollywood star, it's just a new beginning for me to cross over. And I'm not saying cross over to the American pop uh, music, American pop music is so competitive and uh, rightly so, because there are so many great artists coming up every day. I just want to introduce my music to the West. And uh, the story is giving me the opportunity to to voice it out. To voice it
0: Uh, out. Yes. Um, So now that we're talking about America, uh, I beta would be very upset of me if I didn't hold true to my promise to her that every Iranian guest that I have an awesome people, I'm going to make sure that we talk about the census and, yes. uh, you know, especially the Iranian census. I'll let you do the honor if you want to share some things and remind people what they need to do.
1: Well, actually, you're much better on that subject <laughs> because uh, okay. because your English is much better than <laughs> me, but okay. uh, I, I will start and you come in and help me. I got you, brother. it's got you. extremely important for all Americans to fill out the census form, all of us, because America is land of opportunity, especially for immigrants. And yeah. if immigrants are uh, file these, so the government knows how many Iranians, how many Armenians, how many Swedish and Germans are in the country, because there is different budgets Coming from the government for these minorities to operate in their own small places, and it's very important for Iranians and Armenians, especially in my case, to fill out these forms. And um, and so I did. Yeah, I did, and I'm very proud of it.
0: And so basically, if uh, you can go to um, iranianscount.org, and when it, it takes less than ten minutes to do it. It's one per household, so you can represent whoever is in your family. And on question number nine, when it talks about race, there's a box. It'll say other, fill in whatever it is, whether it's Iranian or Armenian. Um, the point is be represented, be counted. And um, you know there's also financial implications for support for those that are considered as minorities. So we need to increase the numbers. Um, actually, Maz, who I had as a guest a couple of nights ago, in one of his clips from a couple of years ago, he was like, you have no idea if there's 300,000 Iranians here or 1.3 million, <laughs> because most Iranians are afraid that the government wants to find them, so they don't uh, apply for or put in their information on the census. But please put your name in the census. Do not be afraid; the FBI is not going to hold that against you. Uh, but that's for that. Pita Milania, we love you.
1: <laughs> well. Uh- Moz is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Comedians usually speak the truth. You know? yeah, he, he can he can say that because whatever he says, uh, it still comes it still comes out funny because he's a funny man. Yeah, he's a great person. So actually,
0: now that you kind of brought this up, um, you as a you know famous Iranian singer, uh, who who are your who are you a fan of whether it's musically or um comedically like basically all the well known iranians who do you love to watch see go to support whatever i hope i don't put you on the spot for that
1: one <laughs> uh, no uh, well you're right i cannot mention names otherwise you and i will be here for hours because i'm a fan of art in in any form and uh, i support anybody uh comes my way. I listen to a lot of American music because since childhood, I was drawn towards American and British rock. So in my core is a rock uh, lover, rock music lover. I grew up with Deep Purple, and then later on, David Coverdale, Glenn Hughes, White Snakes, and that kind of rock music. And I still am drawn towards pop rock music. But I do appreciate a lot of Iranian artists, the great ones, the great ones who are creative, like Sharon Shaparin, many, many of them. The new ones, I like the new generation of Iranian music, Sasi, Tohi, all of them. They're all great because uh, that's how it's supposed to be. The generation, the new generation has to come up. So I, I do listen to all kinds of music. Like right now, if I were to
0: look at your iPhone and your iTunes, what are a couple of artists or songs that you're listening to lately? Of others, do you do that a lot? Do you uh, listen to a lot of music, like in general? Like like I'm an entertainer, but I really don't listen to as much music as probably people would think. Are, are you? Do you? Do you have it playing in the background
1: the whole time? No. Yeah. But uh, I do make. Uh, Point to always be on YouTube and follow what's new. Oh, nice. I love Weekend. Um, I've always liked Justin Timberlake. Uh, there are many. I've always loved Sting and yeah. that that generation of musicians. But uh, quite honestly, there's so much in the new generation I like. Uh, despite the fact that the the older you get, the more you don't like the new stuff coming out. But strangely enough, a lot of great new artists I follow.
0: You know, there is definitely a lot of great artists I would never want to take away from what's going on. But even if you actually ask a lot of young people, they actually will agree that the music today overall is not the same as it was 10 or 20 years ago. Is that something that you that you want to speak on and give your thoughts, or do you disagree? and this is just you know what I mean? Like what are your thoughts about that? Like I literally have talked to many people uh, eighteen to thirty years old, and they connect more with what I like.
1: I disagree. Hmm. I think every generation has its own great musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that as humans, we relate to our memories, nostalgia, and yeah. uh, so when we saw Bruce Lee, I was doing this. So Bruce Lee <laughs> is the best. When I was listening to, for example, Rod Stewart, I was, was my first love. And so we connect to those feelings and we think they were better. But today, a, a 17-year-old uh, boy and a girl, they fall in love with a new song. So they relate to that. But as a whole, I think every generation has its own great artists. What are your thoughts about, because
0: now we're we're kind of diving into the new generation music, Um, there's a lot of music that's been created that unfortunately sends a lot of bad messages. I remember like 10, 20 years ago, it was rap, being too much gangster. But then in the last few years, a lot of the music is about committing suicide and drugs. I mean, like a lot of pop music that like even at school dances, like when we do homecomings or whatever, and even when a DJ wants to cut out a part that's inappropriate, you have 500, 16, 17, eight year olds uh, singing out loud in unison lyrics that are very troubling actually. Um, and I was just wondering what what your opinion is about just that, that era, that youth that is, it seems like they're going through a lot of mental health challenges and this music is arguably not helping all of them.
1: Obviously, I don't like that kind of music uh, because I think life is the glass half full and uh, there are a lot of miserable people in the world. There are a lot of unhappy people in the world who relate to those kind of art and uh, Some of those artists are great artists and they're expressing their own psychologically challenged life, whether they're coming from divorced parents or poor neighborhood. So they're reflecting their life. And uh, a lot of kids relate to them because they're great artists. Um, Maybe we should pay attention to the core of the problem, which is why are they so unhappy and try to help them uh, get to a better place instead of disagreeing with with their art. Because this kind of artists have always been around. I remember when we were kids and growing up with rock music, our parents were saying, what's this look, the hair, the, the get go. There's always yeah. been the challenges between generations. And this generation today has problem with those kind of lyrics. If,
0: if you have a message for, if you had a message for, especially the youth, but nowadays I would say anybody who is going through a really, really tough time and they, because you're a very optimistic, very happy person, and I'm sure that you work on that, you know, like you're a human being, you have to you go through tragedies, you go through, uh, you know, life, um, yeah. And dealing with a lot of challenges, financial, business, anything. I mean, you're a human beings, so I'm sure you do that. But what, what, what do you? Ha- is there certain things that you do to work on that happiness? Like, what makes you happy the most, and what can you recommend to others based on what you do? Not telling them what to do, but any kind of thing that might help or guide somebody.
1: I think I'm lucky that uh, I found out what I love to do in life, which is music, way earlier in my life. And uh, the best thing I can tell anybody is find out what you love to do. Uh, Don't go for the money, don't go for riches. Uh, They mean nothing if you're miserable. You can be the richest, most accomplished business-wise person and be unhappy. So look for what makes you happy and go learn that craft to do the best you can be. Do not rival with others. You are your own rival. Right, you rival to get better every day in your own craft. And if you love something, you'll never be working in your life because you're doing what you like.
0: And I think the next question that I'm gonna ask parts of what you just answered could actually relate to that as well. But one thing that I've always admired and respected about you is that you're, you're you've been a great partner to Shaney and you've been a great supportive husband. Um, what, what, what is and your vice story? versa? And vice versa. Yes. Absolutely. No, she's, a, she's a really incredible woman as well. And I'm, I'm just happy for both of you when, you know, as somebody who's been in the wedding industry as well, over a thousand couples, you know, I've seen everything. And, um, you know, you can you can tell when two people truly love and care for each other. Maybe things aren't perfect all the time, but it starts with respect. You know, and I've I've yes. always seen even behind the scenes the respect that you have for each other, and you know, support is a sign of respect. You know, and the way that the yes. tone that you speak with somebody is respect. And I've been fortunate enough to be a product of parents who've been together like lovebirds for sixty years. I've mm. been married for fifty five years, so I see right. that, and that's why when I see it in my friends, such as you and Shaney, I admire that, and so. I want others to to see what your secrets of of this successful uh, relationship is or any advice that you have that's worked for you too. Maybe it'll work for others who want to make sure they have a
1: good relationship too. I I don't advise. (laughs) (laughs) I don't advise anybody. (laughs) Because uh, every day I'm learning new things about life and love and happiness. all I can say is that the, the most important thing, is, like you said, is respect. And we've been together for more than 25 years. And what keeps us together is, is, is clinging to the things that we both like. Nice. obviously two people, have so many different, uh, uh, well, people are different. Two yeah. people, especially a man and a woman, are so different from each other. We, sure. we just have to find the things we like and stick to those. And forgiveness, forgetness, all of those are necessary now. My dad
0: my, dad. my dad. Sorry to cut you off. My yes, dad. I, love, my dad loves to use the word gozash. Gozash, which is forgiveness. With forgiveness. I mean, he. I, that's literally the one word that uh, I hear all the time. And my, my. I'm just wondering, what characteristic trait of Shaney do you admire the most?
1: Putting up with me. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i mean you, you,
0: you you've been a nonstop machine energizer yes. buddy for so years so like i'm actually very excited that you you've been able to kind of uh not fully pause because i know you're not capable of doing that but now doing something else that can help you with your career like i have no doubt that you are the type of individual that will use this time as mm-hmm. a way to fuel up it's like a pit stop and you're putting fuel and now you're putting a different type of gasoline in it, you know? And I love that. I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm nothing to you, but I'm just saying like, I mean, nowhere close to you, but I am embracing this moment. And I hope that most people, if you're healthy enough, if your family is healthy and you have the opportunity to do something that you never had a chance to do right now is a time I would never have been able to have this pleasure of talking to you and Moz and (laughs) all these people in a two week period. I love doing this. I'm not great at it yet. I'm still working on it. But the way I want to do it is that I want to have as many uh casual conversations right. with people that I admire and respect. And maybe I learn something from you, maybe somebody else learns it, and we make the world a better place, one little hangout session at yes.
1: a time, you know? Well, and first of all, you're great at what you do. Thank you, brother. Uh, thank you're you. a great person, and for many, many years we have worked together. I've always witnessed uh, how, how much you care about your work, about people, about other artists. And this is why you and I are spending so much time together, because I it's appreciate you. It's and fine. and yes, people like you and me and Shaney and we appreciate this opportunity. Um, yes, life has changed. Yes, life is as we knew it is gone and it will never be the same. So we better adapt to what we have. We have another 24 hours every day to do something great. So we should embrace that opportunity and not think of, oh, yesterday I was doing this. No, today is a new day. There is so much you can do and use that opportunity to do it. As far as Shani, I think, She's working harder than ever. Although she's at home, she's writing, she's producing. She has a movie coming up as soon as they can start shooting. <laughs> yeah. uh, she she makes the home. She cooks with me, she cleans with me. And uh, we take care of our dogs. We have a great life here. Uh, we're happy for the for everything we have.
0: Well, I mean, um I always kind of forget to, um, or I try to remember to thank you for believing in me at a very, very young age, um, especially with star musician, the first time around, like 10, 11 years, you know, Um, for me, it was very important because, you know, I had a a mission and a goal to um, showcase the most talented Iranian vocalist instrumentals in the world. At the time, it was bothering me that American Idol was so popular, but yet Iran did not have anything. they can showcase their talents and i was like well i don't have any musical talent or singing talent but god damn it let me give an opportunity for other people to do it you know and i couldn't do it with the name of iman hushman and you were the the biggest believer that i had and um, you know everything just fell into place because of you and and your respected name and i just i want you to know that that has been one of the greatest pleasures of my professional career to have your support because it has paved the way for me to do what I, I hope is service to the community. So thank, thank you. you for believing in me. Thank you for uh, never saying no to me. And it, and if you did, it was always for a good reason. I was like, oh, Andrea, <laughs> I, I always um, look up to you, and um, I value our friendship. And I, I always like to give the last couple of minutes uh, to my guests to say whatever is in their heart, whatever whatever you want to see out of the world. You kind of touched on it again, but the last few minutes, I'd rather the people hear your voice rather than mine.
1: Well, first of all, thank you for this great opportunity Um, and uh, keep up the great work. I'm here, call me anytime and uh, let's do more of this. And uh, hopefully uh, you and I have convinced uh, a few more people to stay home. Yes. Uh, uh, And and I don't want to say only in America. I also want uh, our compats in Iran, in Armenia, everybody in the world should take a break, stay home, appreciate the family, and let our scientists solve this problem. Because if we don't listen to them, this is going to linger and linger and stretch out. So if we want this to be over fast, stay home.
0: Yes, go hard now so that we don't have to come back to this. In the meantime, um, my friend, it was truly a pleasure and honor always. Thank and I, I cannot wait to hear the new songs, to see the new music videos. Um, your website is andymusic.com?
1: Yes. I, andy can, music.
0: Follow, I can follow uh, you on Instagram. Uh,
1: it's andy andymusic1. One. one, yeah. And, and Twitter all- is andymadadian. Uh, on Spotify, it's Andy. Difficult to find so many Andys in, in Spotify, <laughs> but they'll find it. Uh, I'm excited about the new songs uh, I'm writing with Paxima. Uh, we're going to give our fans what they want, and I'm happy for that. And uh, we have a bunch of stuff happening with Shane and me. We're writing new stuff for a couple of American movies, hopefully as soon as possible to record them. And uh, we're here. We're here, and let's enjoy life. And,
0: and what, a, what a comeback it will be when artists like you uh, get back on stage. So let's hope that happens sooner than later. In the meantime, stay healthy and we'll be in touch. Much love to you and your entire family, including Luna and the other little doggies that you have. Take Thank care, my friend. Thank you very much. Shapoosh.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Need some space? Introducing the Space thing. Perfectly crafted to keep you exactly six feet away from others. Your order will also include the body grip to free up your hands to enjoy that OJ. Order now for Jazz 999. All jokes aside, now more than ever, you need to be mindful of your health, look out for your loved ones, and take social distancing seriously, like we are right now. With your free time, we encourage you to invest in yourself personally and professionally. And that's what we're here for. As experience, business, branding, and video content specialist we want to help you create a strong foundation to withstand the storm and since we're all in this together we want to offer you a free coaching session
1: we would love to help everyone but unfortunately with limited bandwidth we're only able to select a few businesses so click on the link below and in our bio for more information and to apply now let's unite and conquer, conquer.